2: Hello, and thank you so much for spending your Friday night into Saturday morning with us. If you're uh, on the East Coast like I am, or let's face it, it's me and Alice Pulaski tonight, so probably in Central Time, (laughs) too. It is your go-homes for AEW Rampage and SmackDown, both companies with pay-per-views. WWE with two, because we have NXT going on this weekend. We've got so many great things to talk about. I'm very excited for a lot of wrestling this weekend. A reminder to get in your super chats and your humper chats if you want your statement or question read on air. And also leave a thumbs up on this video. Leave a thumbs up in hopes that my internet is better than it normally is as I upgraded it today. Early on, Alex doesn't know, so we're going to see what's going on. But I am, of course, joined by Alex Pulowski, my always Tuesday night co-host, my Oftentimes, fightful select co-host. Well, I'm his co-host in most scenarios, but Alex, how are you doing today?
3: Um, uh, I'm I'm good. Better than the hamster in the wheel that powers your internet because I think he's dead. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll 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 have to figure it out. I don't know. Like, we if I'm gonna have to like call in the other Alex and and Sean so we can do the thing that happened last week again this week. Um, optimum is the name of your ISP. And it feels like that is an oxymoron because there's nothing optimum, which of course optimum is defined as the very best that a thing can be, is the optimum. And what you have now is the opposite of that.
2: I do. I think a lot of it is StreamYard because this doesn't happen to me on my
3: Wednesday. you're, you're, You're better now. Well, good. Yeah.
2: Everybody enjoy this moment. Everybody enjoy it, because it'll probably go away at some point, but leave a thumbs up on this video if you would. Also, we are on Twitch. If you want to go to twitch.tv backslash Fightful Gaming, send us your bits as a way of supporting us, and of course, you can also uh, use the chat feature there as well. We appreciate your support in whatever way you want to support us. Subscribe to Fightful Select, because Sean said he's working on something Interesting, possibly, for tomorrow. And with the weekend, this stacked of wrestling, can't imagine what it could be. But we are going to start with AEW Rampage today. Overall, I thought both shows were pretty good. You know, they were go-homes, and of course, SmackDown was uh, taped because they were off to Wales, as they were. But um, what did you think overall before we get into any specifics?
3: I thought uh, that... The, the tape show uh, for SmackDown was actually uh, pretty decent. Um, the first match was excellent, and um, they did a lot of, like, you know, recapping and making sure we know what's going on type of stuff, which is to be expected. Um, uh, the I, th- I thought Rampage was uh, was pretty good. It had some stuff on it I didn't think we were going to get, so that was nice as well. It seemed like they crammed an extra a lot in in one, uh, in one, uh, um, hour on Ryan pitch. That was good.
2: Yeah. I think there's definitely an extra added layer of quality whenever they do these live ones, but especially going into to pay-per-view. So we are going to start with that. And we start with our semifinals of the trios tournament, which I thought this was a whole bunch of fun when you have two teams that have these more playful gimmicks, but also can really, really go, What a fun way to start off a show because there were definitely laughs in it. But man, oh, man, can everybody in here wrestle? This was such a blast. I'm always so happy to see Dark Order like in full force on my television because they're so funny. And this goes for Orange Cassidy, too. But I think he gets it a little bit less like but they're so entertaining and they're not on TV all the time. So you kind of forget like how damn good they are in the ring and how good they work as a unit as well. We got an awful waffle sighting in this too. Yeah. JR saying on commentary that he thinks Trent Beretta can be kind of underrated. And I agree since he's come back from injury, especially, um, he has looked great. I thought this was a real fun opener. What did you think, Alex?
3: Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, um, uh, Silver has always been kind of the comic relief. He's also the worker of, he's the workman of, of uh, Dark Order. He's the guy who can, who's got the best work rate, but he's also the funny guy. So, uh, so seeing him in the ring with with Cassidy and he and Hangman, who's also got a great humor playing off of Cassidy, was really great. Um, I think Alex Reynolds is a is a fine wrestler. He just in this match, he just doesn't. It just doesn't it didn't. And this, it's it's hard. For, I I don't want to like, cast shade on him. He's just not John Silver in any way, shape, or form. Like he doesn't yeah. have the same crispness <laughs> or or the speed or the strength. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with what he does. He just doesn't do it to the same level um, uh, that, that everybody in the, else in the match does. Um, but I did think um, uh, that it was very important for the overall story of what's going on to have Silver get the victory here because Reynolds got it in the last match for Dark Order. So going into the finals, Dark Order doesn't need Hangman. They do because otherwise it would be three on two. But it's not like Hangman is so much better than everybody else on the team uh, going into the finals. In the finals, then you're going to need Hangman, I think, to do a lot of heavy lifting. I think that's the story of the final match. Is it's going to be Hangman in there on an island defending the honor of the Dark Order against his three former friends. And like that is going to be a really interesting story. And it's important so that when we uh, up until we get to that point, it looks like the Dark Order is fine without him. So it's cool to have a silver get the victory here, even though I'd prefer to not have schoolboy roll ups get victories literally ever. But it's good to have Silver get it over anybody else.
2: Yeah. And I think um, here it was used while I feel like sneaky victories with the schoolboy roll up are better in matches like this. Like when it's a sixth man and it's high energy, like you need to sneak a win in those situations more than I feel like a lot of times one on one. It's just a personal preference of mine. Like if you are going to use them, do them really well and do them so that you're, like, just dying to get a victory. I think that that was pretty well. But we've got Eugene chiming in, saying, today is my birthday SGS for Life. Well, happy birthday, Eugene. You have a weekend full of really, really fun wrestling ahead of you to celebrate. So we wish you just the happiest year ahead possible. Orion Bed chiming in, saying, Dark Order and Hangman versus Best Friends hit the right spots. It was a Mm -hmm. really, really fun way to open up the show. And there was, like... You got your Orange Cassidy kicks in there. I loved mm-hmm. John Silver uh, throwing his body to save, to save his friends in the most benign way. Super, super fun. My dad chiming in, or should I say Alex A. Alexing "What is the over-under on Alex's tonight. Well, depends if my Wi-Fi actually picks up or not, I guess, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he's waiting there in the wings for us. We appreciate Alex Cardoza so much. Um, James chiming in saying, Kate, something in your life happened about two weeks ago that changed your internet forever. Find out what it was and undo it. I don't know what timeline I'm, I'm on, but it's it's not great. I do have a feeling it's also largely related to the the interface that we use. So I'm working yeah. on it. I'm working on it. Roy Zane chiming in saying, well, the Elite work heal in the finals. So it's kind of funny because I think we had like the most textbook heel face story ever with hangman and Kenny. And now yeah. we have a much more complex version, right? Like we have an entirely new story where with the same people where it's not so clear cut heel and face. What are your thoughts right. on how multi-layered face on face situations we're having?
3: Well, we'll def we're definitely going to get a um, hangman probably I would say versus one of the Bucks doing a uh, chain wrestling exhibition that'll be a lot of fun. Like, like, oh, wow. Okay, this is, man, it would have been really cool if you we all on the same team, huh? Type of thing, you know what I mean? Um, and I think we're going to see uh, the Bucks, uh, probably the Bucks, um, not Kenny, because I think they really want to keep Kenny babyface throughout this thing. Maybe the Bucks are going to be working heel o- over the Dark Order guys. And then we're going to see the the big i think the one of the the big hot tag is going to be hangman um sure. but i think that a lot of it is is going to be like hangman and the bucks and kenny try and be like hey remember remember this remember how awesome this was like we should we should probably get back together again kind of a thing um where they'll be they'll be fighting but it will always be uh in in a way of just trying to like hey i'm better than you not like i hate you you know, right. there's going to be a thing of like um, that that kind of a deal, which I think will be really, really good for, for, for the story. Um, but it will it, it'll be Hangman, obviously, as angsty as any angsty cowboy can get, trying to figure out where his loyalties really lie. And that'll be a fun, um, uh, psychology-heavy match.
2: I think that is going to be an absolute blast. I have kind of mixed feelings on like a trios match being used for your inaugural titles this way. Like there's part of me that wishes it was going to like a house of black situation, like instead of being used for a story where someone's kind of like trying to poach someone to not be a trio probably anymore, but I I get it. And it's one of their most successful stories they've ever told from the individual standpoint. So I'll take it, but we've got Carl Arch at in saying it's Friday night and you know what that means scissor us mama kate i'm so glad for bowens and caster that they got their uh scissor me daddy ass shirts they have earned it and i don't know if you guys have been following but like they also uh fought for it like i understand like aw and probably tv didn't want to do that but (laughs) (laughs) what did i get but they fought for them you guys Mm -hmm. demanded it that's awesome um, heard there was no women's matches on SmackDown. We're definitely going to talk about that. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You know how much that always thrills me. Uh, let's see what we've got over here in Super Chat Land. Moving along. Um, we move along to this fun, uh, little pre-tape from Eddie. And I kind of liked how quickly he snapped together a story. I think this was... A good yeah. little pre-tape. It was effective, and he said, "You know, last time I faced you, Ishii, I lost. It is gonna settle the mm-hmm. score, which I thought was great." What did you think of this, from Eddie Kingston?
3: Well, Robot Kate, I uh, I thought that um, that it was a really cool thing. I love I love Eddie being like, it. because if Eddie doesn't fight for hatred, he fights for respect. Those are the two things that he fights. He either wants to murder you, or he wants to prove something to you. Um, and I think there's a really cool thing for them, and he, Ichi, I think that match is going to be great. Um, uh, do I wish that Eddie had a prominent spot on the main card of All Out? Yes. Is this a consolation prize that I'll happily accept? Also, yes. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be a really great match, and I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get more Eddie in the next couple of weeks going into Grand Slam. They're, they they do not I don't think. I, I, I don't think AEW is dumb enough to not put him in a major spot for for the for the for the Grand Slam show.
2: Yeah, I think he's one of the most organically over babyfaces that they have, and I think, I mean, I didn't love what they did with him at Grand Slam last time because um, yeah. he closed out Rampage, and it was a two-hour Rampage, and the crowd was gassed. So I'm hoping he's prominently right. featured. We got Roy Zang coming in saying Kate's internet reflects AEW storytelling. It is all intentional. You get it. Last time it was to bring Sean in so we could bump up super chats. This time it's symbolic of AEW storytelling. That's why it went from smooth instead to start in and two months ago. Exactly. Basically, since my internet's been on a downward trajectory. You get it. You get it, Roy Zang. Uh, Honey Bun chiming in with the fun little handle over there. I think new to the the super chat world, if I recall correctly. So thank you for your support. Saying it's time for a Hangman heel turn. He turns to the Dark Order at All Out and joins the Elite. Then goes on to feud with Pack for the All Atlantic world title. That would be really fun. Um, you know, maybe and conspiracy and whatnot. That could be really fun. Um, I I think doing something with Hangman like a heel turn or just some more dimension here is going to be good. I feel like so much of his title run was about the chase and then those incredible matches with Danielson and then it got as wonky as my internet. Um, So I think that uh, getting him kind of back on a track is good. He got a huge pop tonight. What would you think of a hangman heel turn?
3: Terrible idea.
2: You, don't like, terrible he's, idea. He's just you know like he's he's just too too old no he's
3: uh, no there's 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 he's always going to be the heart and soul of this company i think that if you're going to have him turn heel it's got to be a major 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 story not like you know this would feel like ancillary it wouldn't feel like big enough as i said the the, the there's there are i think there are um i think there are, there are 3 uh, main characters in this like giant 17 volume novel of, of AEW that's still being written. Uh, two of them uh, are absolutely, one of them is Hangman who's the heart and soul. Mox is the spine of the company. Everything kind of like, he, he carries it. Um, and then Jericho is, is the, he's I don't know, the devil in Paradise Lost who's always making everything like flitting in and out and making sure everything kind of revolves around him. Nothing can happen without Jericho's say-so kind of a thing. And then you have all these other characters that are around them, even Kenny and the Bucks. Like, they're still, they're not on TV as much. Like, Hangman is like this thing. Like, he is is the pure soul. I'm not saying that he can't eventually turn heel. It's got to be the perfect heel turn for Hangman to do it. And I just don't think it's, I don't think it's right now. Again, he's super over- there's no reason to turn somebody who's super, super over as a baby face heel. You know what I mean? Uh, un- unless their their overall aura leans that way, Punk, even though he's over as, as a baby face, he, he just gives off that smarm that would be perfect as a heel. So I think that's probably what we're going to do.
2: Yeah, there's some guys who are really good, good guys and great, bad guys. Punk is a great example of of that but we're gonna move along here again get your super chats and your humper chats in at humperchats.com. Um we move along to Phoenix and Christian. Uh Blake Christian, we know recently signed. I think it'll be interesting to see where some of these guys land once ROH boots back up. Um but this was this was exactly what I think we thought it was gonna be um a fun match that I think the live God really appreciated. And uh yeah, Phoenix ultimately winning here. Quick little match, not like quite a squash, but not a ton happening here. What did you think of this?
3: Well, I didn't I didn't even know we were getting this match. I went into the night not even knowing we were gonna have this thing, and I was like, Oh hell, great. And it was short. Yeah, <laughs> but it didn't need to be long. Um, it just proves how awesome Phoenix is. Um, and he's you know, like this. This casino ladder match is is going to be insane with all these people who are in it. Um, I still say, with the way that they have basically like two members of the BCC, the Lucha Bros, and uh, Los Faccion de Ingobernables uh, in there together, everybody's got a teammate except for Dante. Um, so if the Joker turns out to be Darius. That's a cool thing cuz then Dante's got a got a tag team partner in there. But I don't want Darius to bear the, to get the the wrath of the fans who have worked themselves into a shoot over how big a name the Joker has to be. I don't cuz I I think Darius is great and it sucks that he's always injured and when he's back and fully healthy I think he and his brother are getting a serious run toward the tag titles in either AEW or ROH is an amazing story I just I don't want to see they're, they're, they're a, a damper being put on his return by if people um, uh, get get angry that it's not Mjf or your internet Kate's internet is the joker and by that I mean an evil clown hellbent on seeing the world burn because that that is who you are
2: it is the worst. Uh, I think it's going to be Johnny Gargano. I've been saying it for a long time, but I, uh,
1: I, you know,
2: I would love for it to be Samoa Joe. I I think that would be someone who, regardless of who walks out champ, whether it's, um, you know, Punk or Mox or Punk on the back of MJF, like I've been hoping for, um, you know, I think Samoa Joe would be a, a great matchup for all of those. Um, DK asking if any chance that Alex Zane is the Joker. That's an interesting call. I think, I don't know what his status with, with Impact is. Um, but I think he just had an appearance over there. So, but I don't think he's signed. Um, but I, uh, I I feel like a lot of times they use that Joker slot for guys like that. For Matt Seidel, for Ethan right. Page. Um, and then what's funny is they've multiple times hit us with someone like Miro on the dynamite after. So it right. certainly could be yeah. Um tried this. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> guys. If, if optimum I mean, can't fix it for me, like I don't think you guys in the chat are going to be no, able to fix it for be, me. It'd be
3: wonderful. It'd be, yeah, if we, I mean, I, I listen, we're not the, we're not the brightest bulbs in the knife drawer, but uh, like, we, we figured, we can figure out how to plug in something, maybe it might it make it better. Oops, that didn't work. Now we're back to square one. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I have a heavy feeling that it's a StreamYard issue and not so much by internet. Um, but we do have a 19-month Fightful YouTube member that says, take a sledgehammer to your modem. K-Triple-H has one buddy mm-hmm. if... I could have that catharsis and it would fix my internet, I would, Um, but we move on to a fun little segment here that I really liked with Hook and 2.0, and one thing I really love about 2.0 is their ability to, um, like, appear very serious while remaining totally in character, And deliver very comedic things. Stokely's really good at that, too. And I think that's a bigger challenge than people give credit to. Um, And this was kind of a little bit of both, I felt like. This was really, really fun. What did you think of this little backstage between Hook and Um, 2.0? I
3: thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Because Daddy Magic is the greatest. And he's like... (laughs) Gotta get a little taste! A little taste of the titles! (laughs) getting getting a little taste of the titles get a taste of the titles there hook what do you think this is is? is the the streets of brooklyn huh Nah, that's how it works here pal like he's great he's so good um i loved commentary
2: um, saying that they couldn't understand what he was saying too that was a lot of fun (laughs)
3: um so yeah i i uh uh uh, hook beating um parker is fun um uh, here's here's what i want Okay. Uh, Parker can't win. Obviously, he's not going to win. So um, remember, there's no more Team Taz, right? So um, Punk. uh, Not Punk. uh, Parker can't win. So we're going to have Parker attack, get disqualified on purpose. He and Daddy Magic decide they're going to beat up Hook. And Eddie Kingston makes the save. Because Eddie Kingston, as the sensei, the guy who's taught who's like who's out there leading hook around and like, this is my guy. This guy, this kid right here, he's he's gonna kill you. And I'm gonna watch it, it's gonna be so great. And they have a tag feud with that with Daddy Magic and Parker. Like, I don't know what they got ready for for, for Kingston, but if you paired Eddie Kingston. With Hook, Hook just standing there doing nothing and Eddie Kingston just cutting promos on all of his enemies and the two of them go out there and murder people. I mean, listen, one guy's from Yonkers, the other guy's from Red Hook, Brooklyn. I mean, they're basically cousins. Like, this is is great. Let's just do it.
2: Oh, Alex, you always come up with the most magical (laughs) booking. Just the... (laughs) It's like you wake up every morning... Yeah. And you just eat magic right. on a spoon. You know what I want? You know what I want? What? A magical
3: taste. <laughs>
2: Dude, you want a magical taste of the protein in your cereal? Sean Ross is here to tell you all about it.
0: Do you like cereal but hate all the junk that's associated with it? Well, magicspoon.com slash has you covered. Save $5 off your order when you get a custom bundle, custom box right now. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs per serving. Only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and gluten-free. And right now you can build your own box. Not just right now, anytime, Blueberry, cinnamon, honey nut, maple waffle, cookies and cream, cocoa fruity, frosted peanut butter, all the flavors you loved growing up, and how about this, a money back guarantee. If for some reason you don't like it or you just want your money back, magicspoon.com slash Fightful does that. Not only is it great in the mornings, it's great for a snack throughout the day, a midnight snack as well, without having all those carbs and unhealthy parts of cereal. magicspoon.com slash Fightful.
3: Are you are you muted? You're
2: muted. Yep, sure did. Sure <laughs> muted myself. I went to unmute muted. myself coming muted. out of the commercial and then I jobbed myself. I guess because other Alex isn't here for me to mute. I just like felt like I was jumping the gun, but yeah. Oh, we appreciate you guys and your support getting those super chats and humper chats on these go homes to all out in the clashal, and the worlds collide. You're gonna be stuck with Alex and I all freaking weekend if you hang out all behind the weekend. paywall on, on Fightful Select. So, uh, we appreciate you guys joining Fightful Select. And not only will you get all of the scoop skis that one can get uh, from Sean, but you also get Alex and I doing behind the paywall post shows for everything. So <laughs> for the Clash, all. Uh, but for Worlds Collide, we will be on the main channel doing what I'm assuming is going to be a timed show. So I don't know how that. For,
3: is. for Worlds Collide. Yeah. Worlds Collide. Yeah. Yep.
2: So join us for those things. We got a Humper Chat that came in from the NCB saying if Punk turns heel, Hangman must stay face. They should be a W version of Miz and Danielson, opposites at all times. Um, yeah. I also just feel that that's a good balance for just the most dominant people in those roles in the company. Right. Yeah. I think it's very possible that punk does turn heel on the back of MJF this weekend. That's kind of what I'm hoping for, especially since MJF's one title shot has been against Mox. I think that could be really fun, but
1: yeah.
2: We'll move along to uh, a match that some people were not excited to see run back three times in nine days, but darn it. I'm excited to see it. So we got Ruby and Ortiz defeating Sammy and Tay for the second week in a row these two have fought. The score is even. I've actually thought these matches were a lot of fun, and I feel like it's pretty obvious the way that this was supposed to go. I think it was going to be a Kingston spot until the drama unfolded. So I think that's part of why the story might have gotten a little bit wonky, but I'm excited to see this on the pre-show of All Out. And I thought this was a good match tonight. We got some nice intergender spots between Sammy and Ruby too that I liked. I just love Ruby Soho, man. She's so contagious in her passion and I feel like it really came through tonight. She just looked really excited to be wrestling. Happy to see her get a win here. Uh, What did you think of this match? Uh,
3: Kate, did you happen to catch... Uh, the little uh, crawl or whatever underneath that told what Ruby's um, record is in AEW. Did you happen to catch that?
2: No, it's probably for the best.
3: <laughs> no, no. It, I want you to guess, knowing how we've seen Ruby and what what the what the what the prevailing uh, thought about her booking has been. I want you to guess what her record is, according to this to this show.
2: I'm going to say, in my head, she's like 10 and 7. But she's right. actually like 17 and 5, because she's on Dark.
3: 38 and 7.
2: And not ranked, just to clarify. No,
3: not ranked. But I, I don't know. I, I've taken their word for it. But she's been in AEW for a year. And I guess they're also including all tag matches or whatever, but she's 38 and seven. And the, the prevailing thought and my own thought has been, man, they're really doing Ruby dirty. That girl, she just can't buy a victory. But she's 38 and seven. And the problem is, is that if the perception is among people who watch your show, that that Ruby's being done dirty by the booking, it doesn't matter if she's actually 38 and seven, because to people watching, she's 10 and 14. That's what, that's what we think we're watching. And that's not great. You need to present her as a better, give her bigger victories on television. Now this happened to be one of those. She got a, she got a pinfall on the show tonight and that's good. Um, uh, But everyone seems to love Ruby. I've loved Ruby for years and years and years going back to NXT, if not further. Um, And so I'm really happy that she gets victories uh, when she does um, but it does feel like this, it, it does feel like there's like a, hey, Ruby exists. Don't you love Ruby? Okay, great. Thanks. We're going to put her back on the shelf for a while and you won't see her unless you watch the YouTube shows. And I don't think that, I think she's, she's got a kind of a, a, um, a, 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 magne- a magnetism about her that my people want to see her. They're, they root for her. They, they want her to be in prominent positions and i think that you you could have the problem is is that you can't do this because you never have more than one woman's match on dynamite if you did like out of out of six weeks four times you saw ruby pick up a victory on dynamite in a random singles match and it doesn't matter if she's feuding with anybody because all the victories count towards supposedly being in your rankings so she climbs the rankings by getting victories on Dynamite that we can see. And we go, hey, this Ruby Riot, excuse me, this Ruby Soho deserves a title match. And then you actually put her in one. And heaven forbid, you book her to win that match. Like, there's things we can do with Ruby. But right now, it does feel like she's kind of always forever clawing her way upward uh, where she actually isn't. Because there's 38 30, 30 and 7.
2: Um, this is wrong. She's lost twice to Brit. The two times they've hit her up to put her on TV have losses to Brit in the past year, right? Uh, yeah, since her debut, I guess, but just not good. ping. but an match tonight, I thought. This was fun. I'm glad that it's. I think this would on the pay per view proper if it was like the original story that they ended I'm glad it's a zero hour, or whatever. That's, I'm a, glad it right. at least made it. But we move along to I thought it was really, Athena uh, and Jade. I'm a little bit confused by where that was Hathaway Hathaways in this. Like, he was in every baddie segment.
3: It's fun.
2: He was also, a, um. But I think that uh, I mean I. I'm, understand what's going on with the new faction, but would have just been made to, like have some sort of resolution about why <laughs> like why he's no longer with the baddies or seemingly paired with him. But I thought this was a lot of fun. It made it feel personal. Um, essentially Jade saying that they should just call Athena number I think 37 or whatever it is because she's just gonna lose like the rest of them and that she's sick of people just coming in here and demanding their shot at the title. Um, and Athena coming back with some real, real fire saying it's taken this long to get to this match because she fears her. I think it's really fun. Um, what did you think of this segment?
3: Um, uh, I loved the, the fire from Athena in the promo. I thought she was fantastic. I loved her saying, yeah, yeah. You're 37 or over two years. Ooh, like, like. Oh great! Like, how often do you actually wrestle then? Like, is it once? At, like maybe once a month, maybe. Um, and I, I, I love, um, I love her saying, you never face anybody like me," and you've been making sure that you don't have to since I got here. Like, there's like, I'm, I'm, I don't make it a beat you. I'm going to beat you for everybody in the locker room who's sick of that bitch. I, I, I thought this was an excellent promo by Athena. Maybe the best I've ever seen from her. Um, I wish there was a storyline reason for Stokely to be gone from this but he's gone from this and I, I mean I'm I'm, intri- I'm I'm intrigued to see if we actually finally after all out start building his stable on screen doing stuff because that's a that's it that is a that is a strong uh stable with with uh, Ethan Page who I think is uh is a possible top of the card type of guy uh Morrissey as 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 the is the bruiser uh as the big guy uh moriarty as the wild card technical wizard and then you got the the tag team that's there to take all the pinfalls and they're there to, to help the numbers game that's a that's a that's a perfect heenan family type heel stable for Stokely to run um it just would be nice if it was like um, I've de- I, there was a mutual parting of the ways between me and Jade. She doesn't need a publicist; she's doing fine on her own. And I've decided to open up Stokely Hathaway Enterprises. And and here here you go; you can do something like that. But
2: do you think it's an ROH buy?
3: <sighs> Maybe, I don't know. I think that those. I think that the, the people he's got in the stable. I think certainly have a, have an easier time um, moving up the card, doing stuff near the top of the card in ROH than they would in AEW. Um, and I think Ethan page can easily be a future ROH champion for a long time, especially if he's got that faction backing him up. Now um, I don't know if he's going to take it off of, uh, off of Claudio but he might take it off of whoever takes it off of Claudio. Like there's, there's a really interesting thing to like Ethan page can talk the, he can, my, he can talk the panties off a nun. He, he knows exactly what he's, (laughs) what he's like. He's so, so good at talking. And he's also, he's big, he's handsome. He's, he can, he can work. Like he's got everything you want in, in, in a professional wrestler. I think there's a fantastic way to like, Put the belt on him, the big ROH belt on him, let him go for like eight months as, as champion with that faction back in him, and then move him back over to Dynamite. And you can use that history that he has as a ROH champion to catapult him up to the top of the roster. I think there's 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 people uh at the top of uh of AEW right now who won't be there forever. So when they fall back down or leave. You're going to have guys like Ricky Starks and an Ethan Page who can carry that top of the card Wardlow, low. Um, Hangman's going to be there forever. Like Those kind of people are going to be there Like in a couple of years. They're going to be the ones who are headlining pay-per-views.
2: Agreed. I think that the this crop of next generation guys is fantastic, and Ethan Page is definitely an integral part of it. Ronald Hollick chiming in saying, could see, could you see Stokely as the mastermind behind the MJF return? I did think that was a possibility, but I also know Stokely had, like, his... On social media, he had, like, this this tweet that was a, a picture of, like, five empty slots or whatever. Right. And he went and he filled all five of those in now that Morsi right. has been there. Um, also very intrigued, because he... The reason I was thinking ROH was he tweeted, like... All out, I'm out, and deactivated as Twitter, which makes me think this might, it's either going to be a blindsiding attack at the pay per view, or it's going to be an ROH move, which I think could be a lot of fun. So I
3: love the idea of MJF hiring Stokely to build an army to back up MJF when MJF comes back. Like that's a, that, that is a really cool thing to keep MJF his, keep his, his tentacles on on screen manipulating whatever Stokely is doing. It's a really interesting idea. I don't know if they're going to do it, but it's a cool idea behind the whole thing that he would actually be the one telling MJF who to recruit to make sure he's got all these guys for another, because MJF can't exist with a bunch of guys to 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 get to stand between him and whoever he's feuding. That's That's what MJF is. So he needs those dudes. And he has a perfect guy in Stokely to be able to bring all those guys together.
2: And, of course, they have a lot of history on the indies that you can dive into if you're interested. I think this whole army that Stokely is building is just to help him find his CD player finally. But we move along to Swerve and the Acclaimed in a fun little backstage. Um, Just furthering their match, doing a little classic shit talking, leading into things. Uh, the acclaimed making some jabs at Keith Lee and his body, Swerve saying that uh, you know rock beats scissors, I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I forget what he said about what was he saying about the how did we get to rock beating scissors? I don't know. I can't remember, but it was clever and it was cute. I'm sorry it wasn't in my notes, but this is perfectly fine. I you know I think it's pretty obvious that Swerve and our glory is going to retain, but I think it'll be a fun match. I always love seeing Bow into the ring. I'm never going to complain about that. Uh, what do you think of this segment? And are you looking forward to the match on Sunday?
3: I love I love them calling them your Timon and Pumba asses. <laughs> I think that's great. That's perfect. Um, I think the match is gonna be really good. And uh, and, I, and I'm I'm happy that the acclaimed get this shot. Um they've been they've been around since the beginning, doing really good work. Their face turn has helped them a lot. And there's no way they take the belts off of uh, Swerve and Lee and um and it feels like because they're not doing one of the marquee tag team matchups for Swerve and Lee now to me it tells me they're going to be champs for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> because there's too many of the top teams that are out there that they haven't faced yet as champs and those those teams have got they, you 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 can't tell me you're going to have Swerve and Lee be the, be the champions and not give us Swerve and Lee versus the Young Bucks one-on-one, two-on-two, Swerve and Lee versus FTR, Swerve and Lee versus the, Young, the Lucha Brothers, like Gobernables. like <clears throat> there's too
0: many great teams for them to face. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. And we, of course, have full gear, which is hopefully going to be in my neck of the woods in joy and Grand Slam in between, and a whole lot of other stuff coming, I'm sure. So uh, we will move right along to, we get this FTR and Wardlow promo that gets interrupted by the Motor City Machine Guns. This is a match I'm very much looking forward to that I didn't really need any build for, but... If you don't know the Motor City Machine Guns, I think this was a very, very fun way to go about it. Uh, FTR saying that a lot of people in that wrestling media, uh, <laughs> Jax Harwood saying that people are kind of like, why are you even having this match? I think because you've been number one contenders for like a 100 years, FTR, but...
3: And hasn't I'm... FTR been like, we've been number one contenders yeah. for a 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> we deserve a shot of the AEW tag titles. You're the ones who told us to have a problem with this match, FTR. Yeah,
2: Dax, Personally. But Personally. But I appreciate what they did. And I he essentially went on to say that, um, you know, they are getting older. They've had a lot of career in their back pocket. And that every match means a lot to them moving forward, which I thought was some really nice face work. And, then of course, the Motor City machine guns coming out here basically – going right for the jugular saying that what are you going to do fight like your eight-year-old little brat taking a dig at dax's daughter my god it doesn't get more like old school heel than that but i think this is going to be a really really fun match that i wasn't looking as forward to when it was going to be Saturn i'm saying <laughs> no. and, and that whole crew motor city machine guns of course alex shelley and chris Saban. um Storied careers. If you're not familiar with them, you're you're in for a treat. This is going to be an absolute blast. Uh, so, what did you think of this pro- promo? And are you looking forward to the match on Sunday?
3: Um, nobody. Uh, also, Dax. Nobody has a problem with uh, the two of you and Wardlow versus Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. We had a problem when it was the manager and the big stiff. Who were also in the match along with Legal with, with Lethal. So that's that's the thing. Like, don't don't lay this all on our feet. We were very very specific about who we didn't want to see you guys wasting. Your time. <laughs> City Machine Guns are, in, are involved. We're all in. Okay, we're good. Um, the thing of it is, is I really wish that they had scripted a different line to be the thing that pissed off Dax, because the way that Dax has has presented his eight year old girl um, is that she's a fighter and she doesn't need daddy to get all pissy about someone like no, no no like Sanjay that's funny that you bring her up because she's a hell of a lot tougher than you will ever be on your best day like you don't need to like have that like oh hold me back friends hold me back so I don't beat up Sanjay Dutt who says a mean thing about my daughter my daughter's tougher than you are and they, they turn it back on him and end him with a cutting remark as opposed to oh, I didn't I didn't like that I. I, I, w- I would have liked for him to have been consistent which is the reason I say that I fight like an eight-year-old girl is because my eight-year-old girl is a is tough as nails, and maybe, so the maybe thing she's going to low blow him. I would not be opposed to that.
2: That would be so fun! I think she should low blow him at the pay-per-view. <laughs> this match is going to be awesome, though. I'm I'm very oh, excited. No, and for yeah, it. yeah,
3: yeah, motorcycle machine guns versus FTR. That part of it's going to be great. I, also, looking forward to seeing. Um, Seeing Wardlow work with Shelley and Saban because that's that'll be a test of Wardlow where he's at, because those guys are yes. workers, real workers. And so it'll be interesting to see what they what they have him do in that match.
2: Absolutely. Guys, get in your super chats, get in your Humper Chats at Humperchats.com. Subscribe to Fightful Select as well. We thank you so much for your support as we move along down the rest of this episode of AEW Rampage. We get Starks defeating QT Marshall, and man, I said it. I said at the beginning of the year, Ricky Starks was going to be your breakout star of 2022, and I feel like it took till September. But holy crap, I just love everything this guy is doing. I'm so excited for the Hobbs and Stark match on Sunday. We, of course, get the beat down after this match as well. This was a lot of fun. You know, QT Marshall is one of the most... um, sound wrestlers when it comes to fundamentals I think in in the ring for sure and Ricky Starks just like everything he does um the way that he countered the, the cutter I thought was so much fun in this his spear is like my favorite right now and in, in all of wrestling but his commitment to everything he does as soon as that bell rings and before I think is great so um I'm just so excited. This has been my favorite story in wrestling. I'm so intrigued by the punk stuff, but I need the right payoff to happen on Sunday for me to like where that's going, I think. This story from the second Stark's turn face has been so captivating to me, and it really hasn't even eaten up that much television time, honestly. like They've been so effective in their segments of how they rolled this out. I thought this match was fun. I think... Hobbs looked like a million bucks, and the beatdown was a blast. What did you think of what we saw here?
3: Um, I thought it was kind of funny that you know, like I like I like I like baby faces being smart and knowing, like Starks knowing that QT was probably going to have his boys out there to run interference, locking them in the broom closet with like what (laughs) appeared to be like a version of the club. For the old steer for the old club for your steering wheel to make lock it in place. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um uh them starting the starting the match with the with the brawl in the back getting to the ring um and that was good uh you know QT Marshall is, is the perfect guy for for one of these you know to get to get beat up because he always he always sells great he, he's good he's good enough to take all the moves to dish all the moves out he's very good at this um uh so Starks having to fight off everybody because they all broke out. Um, and then dodging the you know, foreign object, hitting the Rochambeau, getting the victory, and then here comes Hobbs and man Hobbs, man. That guy, yeah, that he's not even it's not like even he's big, he's deep. Like from, from his chest to his back is like four and a half feet. He's <laughs> just so deep. Like he's he's a boy, he's a he's, barrel chested it doesn't begin to like describe it like he's just
2: yeah it's like the size a of tank. a football field yeah it's he's like
3: he's a he's a tank and i i i just he he looks fantastic he's so great um this to me feels like a best of three like they're not gonna they're not saying that now but that's what it's probably gonna wind up being i wouldn't be surprised to see hobbs uh win uh, on Sunday, and then um, Starks to win uh, to get a rematch or whatever. I also wouldn't be surprised to see Starks win and Hobbs to just destroy Starks and leave him laying. And for Starks to be like, "You, you're not allowed to do that. We're going to do this again." And then Hobbs to get a win. I wouldn't. This is, feels like the kind of thing that they're going to like use this to build both guys. Both guys get a victory, and then you have your rubber match maybe at full gear. That's what I think we're going to wind okay. up doing. Um, and because and by that point, I think that Starks wins the whole thing. But it every time I think, oh, this will be a great one and done thing, AEW says, No, we think we're going to make this last four months, and they figure out a way to do it. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see them do that. And then you see Starks come out of it in the better position. And I, if you told me Starks was in the match for the AEW title by double or nothing. I'd be like I could see that. Yeah. I absolutely could see that. Um if you told me um that he uh wasn't in that position by this time next year, I'd be like something something happened. What happened? What, what, what yeah. went wrong? Because he's got that kind of momentum uh to him. He might even be in the kind of that kind of a match by revolution depending on what they want to do with him. He's he's fantastic and he's the kind of guy who will take this company like into, into the, the second half of this decade and carry them into 2030.
2: Said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, to me, he's all my favorite parts of who I think are widely regarded as the two greatest wrestlers of Bret Hart right. and, and Shawn Michaels. Not saying he's as good as them, but I'm saying he has all of Shawn Michaels' like character commitment and he has a lot of Bret's ring IQ. Like I see how efficient he is in the ring while being wildly charismatic and while... Like, I I say this too, like, Sean's the only guy that I ever saw, like, get thrown over the top ropes of a battle royal and actually look like he was trying to crawl back in. Like, I love that from my wrestler. So, big time, big time into this Ricky Starks push and um, very glad to see it. To me, it's funny you said that because this does read more one and done to me because I, man, there's part of me that thinks... Stampunk Punk is walking out a heel champion in Chicago, which is something everybody would say they could never do. And MJF helps. And MJF takes the title off award, though. And you have this, like, two-man power trippy thing. And I feel like a babyface Starks versus MJF for that TNT title could be a whole bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. Whole bunch of fun. So we'll see. But very, very excited for uh, them to blows And I also feel like in a lot of situations you don't want wrestlers to touch, but I think because they were tag team partners like sure. I like that they actually had a collision here. Sure. Um, and the Moxley and Punk brawl, I felt like felt very real too. So just like kudos to them for making these brawls going into fights actually feel feel kind of real. Um, <laughs> we've got Kylie chiming in via home for Chat saying Jericho pushed Danielson so hard my fight feed was cut. Same with my internet. This is probably mm. Jericho's fault, really. It's always
3: Jericho's fault. Everything always, is Jericho's fault. If
2: we've learned anything from Alex, is that it's always mm-hmm. Jericho's fault saying, oh, well, let's go fight for review. Thank you, Kylie, for chiming in via Humper Chat. But we do, um, as we close out the show, have some gang wars. I'm actually really excited for this Danielson and Jericho match, largely because of what we saw in the Jericho and Moxley match. I thought that match was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll throw it over to you for these closing gang wars and your thoughts on it.
3: Um, I thought was kind of funny that that you know the big thing was like, all right, let's stand there. Should should you want to push me or should I push you? Should I push you? I'll push you. Okay. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Gang wars, and it felt you know, kind of like you know, uh, they didn't really know what to do. Like, somebody told Danielson, Hey, um, go out there and uh, pick a fight with Jericho. And Jericho was like, We're doing this, Wait, okay, that? cool. Uh, didn't feel like that was this was very, very well planned out. Um, I think I think that Danielson and Jericho is going to be a great match. I feel like I know already what's happening with that. Um, I feel like it's very obvious to me, Jericho has to win so that Garcia can be the one to to avenge Danielson um and and buy his way out of the JAS uh by beating Jericho I think that that's that to me feels like the obvious conclusion but I think the match is going to be great I'm looking forward to seeing how um what what they do in the beatdown of Jericho like this to me feels like a Um, they're trying to start to beat down uh, Jericho and friends start to beat down Danielson after the match. Danielson might win, but it doesn't matter because Yas will beat him up. Um, So it feels to me like a, we're going to make the kid watch as we beat the hell out of his hero, Danielson, just to, to, to give more of that feel to it, more of that drama. And that that's, that's what finally makes Garcia lose it and go, I'm out. I don't want to be part of this anymore. And like, you're out when I say you're out. And then they have a match to determine that.
2: That is a very clean unfolding of things for, like my complaint about Jericho stable feuds is that they just go on too long. And this one has been going on for a while, but there is like a reason for it to continue, which is all that I really ask. So I really like it um that is how we close out Rampage, guys we have three pay-per-views today and if you want them to be affordable not everybody can just like move to lithuania and get the best rates possible you know what i mean like if you're gonna purchase things um sometimes it's best to to be able to have control over to what country you've moved to for those rates and If you just want the best VPN in town, and I know you probably shouldn't be taking, like, tech advice from the girl whose internet doesn't work. However, NordVPN's great, and Sean Ross is here to tell you all about it.
0: How many times do I got to tell you how the way that NordVPN.com slash Fightful has changed my life? Completely separate of the great deal, the additional month free, the 30-day money-back guarantee. I'll tell you a little story. I've got a dynamic IP PlayStation did not like the IP that I had for this short period of time. Throttled my internet speeds. Took me forever to download a game. Got NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Applied it to my router. Well, hot diggity dog. All of a sudden, my IP changed. Those speeds went up. I was able to download a little bit quicker. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Ordering a UFC pay-per-view. Well, guess What? Saved a bunch of money by subscribing to an overseas service thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Even if I'm on the road, all of my devices are covered with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. They have three great plans, standard with a VPN plus that has the pass added and complete that adds a locker on top of that, and you still get their great deal. You still get an additional month free, and you still get 30-day money back if you're not satisfied nordvpn.com slash fightful change your virtual location with just one click browse safely and securely
2: so there you go take advice about download speeds maybe from sean and not from yours truly like i don't know if i would recommend me for such a wait, such a situation however we appreciate nordvpn they've made a huge investment in us and we Ask that whether or not you even subscribe. Just tweet at them to let them know that you found out about them through us. Um, Because they have put a lot of faith in us. And we like to show them that it's paying off. So we appreciate you. We also encourage you to subscribe to Fightful Select. Where if you don't think there's going to be scoops coming out of this weekend, you are dead wrong. But who cares about scoops? You want to talk about Fightful Select value? How about Team K-Lex all weekend... Not just tonight, but you get NXT on the main channel. You get your Worlds Collide review, but behind the paywall, you get your All Out review, which you know was going to be like nine hundred hours long because it's a fourteen match pay per view.
3: Fourteen matches.
2: Thank for- goodness it's 14 a holiday weekend.
3: Matches <laughs> like uh, I, for, I, I don't know how to say this at any 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 with any more strenuousness. 14 matches. Okay. Like Sean says, his review is going to be six hours. If his is going six, ours is going to clock in at a tidy 10 and a half. Like, like it, it, it's just too, it's just, it's just, it's just too much. But, but you also get us talking about the clash. The clash at the castle tomorrow at a very early hour. Since the pay-per-view starts at like noon, my time, 1 PM Eastern and, well, it lasts like three hours. There's only five, six matches on the whole card. It like you know three hours, three and a half hours, and then we'll be in and out of of our uh, review real early. Enough uh, enough time to go out and get dinner afterwards,
2: or a milkshake because I don't have share box But if you haven't hung out with us behind the paywall, we're a very very silly duo. Um, we have a lot of fun on on this brand, on the Sour Graps brand, where we really Going hard on the nitpicking, but I think we do so in a very fun and playful way. So we encourage you to join us. Don't support what's on the main channel, support us instead by subscribing to Fightful. No, I'm just kidding. Support whoever you want to support. Find your flavor that works for you. But we love doing what we get to do. And WWE's kind of on an upswing. AW pay per views are pretty much always really, really great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun wrestling to talk about this weekend and you can get the pay-per-view for cheaper with NordVPN. But we are going to switch into SmackDown right now. But we do have some super chats and humper chats that are coming in. Uh, We have a humper chat from Ruin saying that, super excited for All Out Weekend AW pay-per-views are my Super Bowl. Here's money for Kate's hair maintenance fund. Well, thank you so much. That'll be going towards the what the hell's wrong with my internet fund for a while, but... We appreciate you nonetheless with that. I'm also seeing that we have our silly little jukebox queued up. Alex does fantastic um voices and impressions if you're you're new here. Um, fantastic is I mean.
3: If you guys want to
2: hear a William Regal impression, if you want to hear a Nathan Fraser impression, if you want to hear a Finn Balor impression, if you want to hear original characters like Linda and Sheila, you don't know what the hell those are? Kind of, neither do we. Come join us. There's going to be some silliness at the end of the show that you don't always get. Just giving you guys a heads up. But we have a blast doing that. And speaking of things that were a blast, the Viking Raiders versus the New Day. Holy crap. This match, um, from the Viking rules perspective, not for me. The physicality in this, so for me. Um, for something as gimmicky as the framework that it was set in, I felt like the actual in-ring was probably the best we've seen from the Viking Raiders in... ever on the main roster maybe in a really, 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 really long time. New Day, of course, being great in here as well, but we just saw some some really great spots. Eric had a great Yuranagi in this. Ivar with a moonsault, which is just absolutely ridiculous, but... Eventually, we see Kofi get tossed onto the shield, um, and Woods fall victim to the Ragnarok, which is their their double power bomb. But holy cow, this was a really refreshing way to open up Rampage. And this storyline is creatively something that kind of got handed off from the Vince era to the Triple H era. So seeing them finally get some real time and kind of having a conclusion here... I thought this match was a really fun way to start despite it being like in a CGI boat waves around, <laughs> around like that part is not for me. But one thing that is fun is the people that that type of stuff is for is very much for them. So when people like that stuff, they love it, which I do like to see on my timeline. Some people really get into the corniness, but what happened between the ropes as far as the actual professional wrestling goes, I thought was just wonderful what did you think of this opener
3: um well it made the nigerian drum match look like a piece of shit
2: yeah and the shillelagh one (laughs) well no the shillelagh one was kind of the same where it was like i wish this gimmick wasn't here because the match was great
3: (laughs) well no here's the thing like if you're gonna do a gimmick match like go all out like they built a friggin boat <laughs> they, just, they, they turned the ring into a boat. They turned the ring to a dragon boat, like
2: into Natalia. That, they turned listen, it into Natalia. The boat. They turned
3: it into an Natalia, <laughs> like uh, it's. Um, it was. It, it became. It became a a, a vesseling match. So, very, like, very I, I very good,
2: very good. You,
3: I, I thought, like, listen. I was like, oh, what the hell, and I was like, like, actually, I mean, don't do a Viking rules match. Just the A don't do one, do a do a an, a, a false count anywhere no DQ match, but if you're gonna do a Viking rules match, you gotta do it like this. You gotta build a boat on the front of the ring. You gotta you gotta strap a whole bunch of shields to the to the to the bottom rope so it looks like you know where the Vikings put the shields along the like they full on do it okay, and they did to their credit like that's. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a silly bit, what do I always say? Commit to the bit. Like if like like this thing about the thing about like, Never like done Abaddon, life. Abaddon may not be for everybody, but you cannot deny that when Abaddon is playing Abaddon, like that is 100 percent commitment to that bit. Yes. And that's what I that's what I want out of out of my wrestling. If you're gonna do it silly, do it all the way. Um, am I crazy for thinking this is by far the best Viking Raiders match we've ever gotten on the main roster?
2: I, on the main roster. The only reason I hesitate is I'm just wondering if there's ones that I'm forgetting about, like from yesteryear a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty reasonable to assume in a feud with the New Day that, like, we saw conclude tonight, it's very possible that that, that is their best match. And it's... I can't, I can't really remember one that's better, so... I mean, they were kind I, of pretty instantly made into a joke, right? Like,
3: right? Like they they. This is the thing: is that um Vince like called them the Viking Experience the first time they came up. Like they were having amazing bangers in in NXT with everybody they they, they could they could face, and then they came up and it was immediately like we're the Viking Experience. So they haven't had to be able to do. Anything great, they had that extended thing with this with the street profits during the, the pandemic where they were eating turkey legs competitively while playing mini golf, like like the worst things ever. So now they're actually being treated like and oh gee, guess who's in charge? The the guy who booked them in NXT, like they were murdering savages, <laughs> like that's like to me. Well, we'll talk about this later. I think we've seen enough. Over the past month or so, to know that who you were in NXT to Triple H is who he thinks you should be on the main roster. So that's why I—that's why I'm going to like use that. Use what? Here's who Viking Raiders are. These guys are the same guys who had those amazing matches with Mal- with uh, the former Aleister Black and Ricochet to close out their uh, their time in NXT. Who had all those amazing matches with everybody they came into contact with back in NXT. The same guy who booked those matches then is booking this match now. And said we're gonna turn you guys into something serious. We're turning into something really important. And also the new day, both Xavier and Kofi looked great. They got to lay some shit into. They both bumped like crazy. Like there was some really really good stuff in here. Like when uh, when uh when. When Kofi reaches into the ring and pulls out a, a, a Thor's hammer, but the, the the handle is a unicorn horn. Like, all the, everybody seemed to have so much fun with it, and it really, really worked. It was long. There was all kinds of big kickouts. It was a great, great, great Falls Count Anywhere match that also happened to be a match with a boat on the <laughs> ring. Like, that's kind of a crazy thing, right? Like, it's weird. There but, are
2: people that don't like wrestling. How do you not love a good boat match? I mean, come right. on.
3: Yeah. So I, I I thought this was excellent, and we're we're now seeing what the what the Viking Raiders could be on the main roster going forward. Uh, it is tough, though, with um with the Usos carrying those belts uh, for as long as they have, when seemingly no one in sight until we actually get our Sammy and Kevin Owens thing but it may feel like Sammy and Kevin Owens um, if they if they get together and somehow dethrone the usos i think you might see the the viking raiders uh, down the line maybe if maybe a few months after ko and sammy get those belts that the viking raiders take a hold of them and they don't let them go for a long time
2: that would be really fun i'm, I'm wondering man it's really interesting with Montez Ford uh, and Dawkins. Cause like, I feel like the street profits should be up next, but I also feel like they might, they might break them up or not even break them up, but just have them split up in the drafting, be singles right. competitors for a mm-hmm. while. But Orion oh, Ben saying props to new day for taking the war machine bumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They bumped their asses off for these guys. Um, at one point, Xavier Woods, be, like, I think someone in the chat even said, like became one with the barricade. He really did. That was a very good way to put it, whoever said that. that <laughs> yeah. They became the same entity, but they really did. They bumped really hard for them. It was nice to see them in a real match, and it's nice to hopefully, I think, be moving on from this. I, I think they did a good job trying to dig themselves out. This is a little different than what we're seeing, like, with the rehab of, say, Shayna Baszler, right? This took a little bit more time because his feud was so in the mud. Then the Viking funeral happened, and it felt like things were starting to turn, and then we saw what we saw tonight. So I'm optimistic about tag team wrestling in WWE, which is something I have not been for a long time. Mm -hmm. But throughout the night, this is the reason to tune in to any this is the best thing in any wrestling program in the history of wrestling. Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn and the Usos. Throughout the show, there's a lot of praising of Roman Reigns because they're going to celebrate two years of Roman Reigns being champion. I tweeted, and I, I feel really strongly about this. And it started in the Vince era, so credit where it's due, I guess. But, like, the bloodline was so serious for so long, and it needed to be refreshed desperately. And I thought that was going to come from like breaking up internally, tension with the Usos right. and Roman calling up Solo Sokoa. Sami Zayn coming in here and adding this levity has been so unbelievably refreshing. Um, we see him in his red and black suit that he says mimics the Tribal Ink, <laughs> the Usos and Roman and the Rock, and I'll have. It doesn't um but we do have fancy sammy Zayn back which is my favorite dancing version of sammy Zayn. he's got his hair and the man bun and he's orchestrating throughout the show the celebration and we see at various points um jimmy uso trying to constantly smooth things over and jay uso being like you're not a part of the bloodline and you definitely haven't been around for two years so like what the hell are you doing These right. segments were so much fun and into the main event. We'll talk about it later, but Sami Zayn just like endemically being a part of it is just pure, pure gold. What did you think of these segments? How they got woven in and this, this these video packages for Roman Reigns?
3: The video packages, you know, whatever. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pad out the runtime because you, you didn't tape enough uh, fun. Like, I mean, I guess like it's been two years, so it's possible people have tuned in for the last six months of it and didn't know what had happened for the beginning. But if people who who have who are wrestling fans have been watching for years and years and years and don't you know don't take Senate breaks, this is all just okay. I get it. Yeah. It was also like Paul Heyman gets is uh, apparently in traction, says Sami Zayn, but he's also okay enough to like they brought a recording studio. To his hospital room, where he is in traction, so he could record the voiceovers for this thing. Uh, that's such a good point. I mean, he he said he's he, listen. He got put. He got. He get f five through a table. He can't walk, but he's got. He's still got. He's still got a fantastic voice. Um, this was. This was. Uh, this was. The, this the, also. I, I did love uh, Yeet. Yeah, Yeet. Exactly, Yeet. Um, so
1: funny.
2: So funny.
3: Um I thought this was great. Uh the, the black roses being sent by Cross can just get at the hell out. Um uh but I I I appreciate I I loved um JB and like you've been getting way too comfortable here. Um and and then Sammy later being apparently I have been getting too comfortable. <laughs> like he's just He's, he has been getting too comfortable, but he's also getting too comfortable, like passive aggressively saying shit around Jay. He's, he's, Jay is going to, at one point, snap the fuck out on on Sami Zayn, and it is not going to be pretty. Um, But yeah,
0: it'll be funny.
2: This has been one of my favorite through lines in wrestling, much like his seemingly eventual tag team partner kevin owens like this had no business being as successful as it was and in the hands of a less skilled performer uh is is no good (laughs) Is no good but we move along to baszler uh and her interview that got disrupted by Liv morgan here which was a a good enough segment i love that we're getting these layers of shana baszler we had no matches tonight uh for, for women on the show. We did get two segments, so the TV time was at least a little bit there. I do wish, and being cognizant of the fact that there are circumstances, right? They're traveling, um, and this was a double tape, so you couldn't like piggyback off of the talent that was used in the previous episode and things like that, but you definitely could have had Shayna Baszler squash the hell out of someone, um, and maybe Liv Morgan is on commentary or ringside, and Shayna Baszler is just, this is what I'm going to do to you in the ring. Just just s- submitting someone to the m- most painful degree and live having to watch it or something, some in-ring action from women's wrestling would have been nice to see tonight.
3: Right. The, the problem with that, uh, Kate, is that the obvious choice on the roster, doesn't have to be on the roster, you could have brought in a local talent to do it, but on the roster of SmackDown, the logical choice to be the undercard babyface that Shayna know. Baszler destroys to prove a point to Liv Morgan. Well, you can't use her because they had to save her so that she could become tag champion a couple of days later on Raw, because Aaliyah is the obvious choice as the babyface undercard nobody. That Shayna Baszler would kayfabe break her arm and then she would be off TV intentionally for like three months healing up, but you can't do that with her because you have to put her on Raw a few days later live so she can become tag champion for some reason. So there really was nobody for her to do that to. Um, but I agree with you bringing a local ta- a local talent to have Shayna Baszler get a tune up match. Like like you know, how about like Shayna Baszler is like that's why I have asked for Liv Morgan to be on commentary so she can sit there and watch. Yes. Me do and you know what she they should have done? They should have brought in the biggest local female talent they could find. Like like largest. Yes. Like strong. Like looking like she's a bodybuilder or whatever and then have Shayna break her down systematically. Like she's she's a local talent. She's not really have her take her out limb by limb, which is what she likes to do. Like do that. Like have her like snap an arm, take out an ankle, whatever, and finally allow her to tap out in front of Liv to prove a point. If I can do this to her, what am I going to do to little old you? Like that's something you can do. And you could do that in five minutes. But like that should be something that, and have the whole thing be about Shana doing that um, to somebody. Uh, 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 It's her idea. I want to, I've asked for this time to do this. And there you go.
2: I think that would have been super fun. And I do see people in the chat saying, like, what about this and that person that are in the locker room? Um I just sincerely have no idea what the whales show is gonna look like. I don't know if everybody goes there. I don't you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know what that looks well, like. They as taped smart. this,
3: they taped this last week, so
2: Right, but like did they send people to do all their investments? Like I have no idea what any of that looks like, but I think On a go-home show, something like you just said with Shayna would have been appropriate. Like, I don't think you needed to have a one-off between, you know, Shotzi and someone here for the sake of having it. I think if you're going to have this premium live event, just start a new cycle with new stories coming out of this for that talent. But something like you just said points to the story and, and builds it out. So that would have been my preference here. But the interview that they gave us, what was in front of me? was perfectly fine. I just wish we had seen a a, a women's wrestling match tonight. That was a singles match. Yeah. <laughs> like we saw none of that in the three hours of television, right? So
1: right
2: um, but a, a good point being made by Luis here saying that the show was in Michigan last week. They couldn't have asked Allison Kay to have a match. That would have been super fun though I doubt they would want to use talent that is signed to to NWA. James uh, swinging back to the Viking Raiders and New Day match saying, am I the only one that thinks it's weird to have no plans for the tag titles on Clash? I thought about that too. I'm wondering if if we have a story that unfolds that isn't match related. And I wonder if Kevin Owens and the Sammy stuff maybe comes to a head uh, there, but it is kind of odd not to have them being defended by the undisputed, undisputed, undisputeds.
3: Right. You got. I mean, it's the it's the not only is it the biggest, it's like the only British Isles pay-per-view in 30 years. Like you couldn't figure out a way for them to defend the titles, like for them to be tech. Tag- I, I mean, I understand under Vince. Sure. Tag team wrestling is garbage. But we know that like the Triple H l- likes that stuff. Like you, you couldn't have figure out, I guess there really isn't a UK tag team, although you fired all of them. So like you could have, you could have easily you know, brought in a couple of people to like, you know, do something with, but I, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. They should, they should absolutely have had something. I don't know what, maybe this was a thing that I thought um, they could have done something. It's weird because so many of the top contenders, I've either had too many matches versus the Usos already or you'd have to build something out of nowhere to be heal heal or something. It was just odd.
2: Yeah, I think that um I think the next story is this KO Sammy thing and they didn't want to hotshot it cuz there's still so much going on with Sammy and the bloodline, but it is odd. It is odd that that like that's a pretty glaring omission. I think it would be very cool if like the creeds from worlds collide came up and challenged them to a one-off or something right. like yeah. made it cohesive, but we'll see. You never know. It's pro wrestling. Now we move along to what I'm sure was your favorite segment of the night, which was, yeah. um, Carrie Cross defeating Drew <laughs> Gulak. We have a note from Luis asking, recommending that Alex rants on the, uh, entrance of Carrion Cross and Scarlet, but ultimately, this is just a squash. Cross locks in the cross jacket, which it was a cool, um, finish to the match. There was like a Saito suplex into the cross jacket, which I actually thought was a nice little sequence from Cross in ring wise, but I don't know. It's black and white, and she's like a tarot witch. With an hourglass that, and now when I see the hourglass, glass all I can think of was Drew McIntyre's point that hourglasses don't go TikTok; it's sand. And he's like an in-ring assassin, and she doesn't really control anything that he does. But she's extremely beautiful. What?
3: <laughs> um, the promo was was even worse. Like him just standing there and her just standing there. He's he's doing his promo like Mr. Gulak is in what like, oh Roman Reigns, you've got a problem and uh oh, Drew McIntyre, I'm going to get you. And she just stands there. What does she bring to it? What does she what does she add? Like she's sexy? Like, I mean I mean, I guess if you're like Vince Russo, that's the only thing that you care about in a female talent. So that's that's what she adds, but she doesn't do anything. She quite literally doesn't do anything. Um and, and she the can entrance, wrestle.
2: The- so I'm like if you're not gonna yeah. do anything with her, like at least do something.
3: Have her do something. I I, I I haven't seen her do anything. I'm not saying like she she sucks she can't do anything. I'm saying you're not having her do anything. Have her do something. Also, the entrance is garbage.
2: The entrance is
3: it's it's garbage. Now here's confusing. why it's garbage garbage. Here's, here's why it's garbage. Um uh what they're doing with her, like there in the shroud like with her hands out like this at the beginning is interesting, right? Like, like there's, she cuts a silhouette. She looks like some kind of weird wayfish demon banshee creature or whatever. I don't like the um, uh, the whole uh, black and white, but I get it. That's supposed to create whatever mood you want to set. But she's standing there, and I thought, oh, is he somehow like behind her and we can't see her because of perspective? No, he just walks, just saunters out and then steps in front of her. Like what fourth grade pageant shit are you doing here? This is is beneath any professional wrestling thing that he just walks out and steps in front of her. Like there's some really shit you could do that like we did in in, like college drama productions where like you have her standing there and there's a, a very easy way for them to... Like, make it look like the the figure that she's presenting is growing. Like, you can make it elongate with lights and actually just have her wearing a little harness that can then extend and get taller and taller and taller until it drops and they're both just standing there. You can make it look really cool and spooky and ethereal and supernatural. Or you can make it look like a really bad, wanna be edgy community theater production of Macbeth, which is what it is. Make it make it good, or don't do it. That's my thing. So.
2: Mine is the disjointedness. Like I I get what you're saying, but it's it's the complete. I don't actually. Karen Cross isn't my favorite, but I don't have like the hatred for him that a lot of people seem to. Scarlet isn't my favorite because I'm not sure what she's capable of, but I think there's value to her. Um, I don't know why they go from being in black and white to color, but like it's none of it (laughs) fits together. Like none of it makes sense. So that's, that's my biggest thing. Um, I thought Cross looked good with, with that Saito suplex into the, Cross jacket tonight, but y- you know, you're in the ring with Drew Gulak. That's the Gulak's highest. Gulak's going to make him look cheating. like a trillion
3: yeah. dollars. And he did. Uh, and uh, he got choked out. He, he tapped out. Uh, yep. And then they kept it on after the match. And then they hung him in some kind of weird Christ pose in the bottom rope, which I think is totally cool. Like marking people saying, This is what this is what this is the fate that awaits you if you step in the ring with me. I think it's totally interesting. I like Gulak on Twitter saying, like, listen, when when you tap out in a chokehold, the other guy releases it. I'm man enough to know when I'm beat and I tapped out. What you did afterwards, there's no call for any of that. Yeah. So maybe we get like a a, a pissed-off Drew Gulak rematch, and then probably, you know, cross runs right through him again. Um, that when I say that um that I, I have Uh, misgivings about what they're going to do with with Cross. I think they're going to push him to the moon way too fast without any real cohesive idea of what he is, what his character is. I say that because we've seen that what Triple H is doing with guys on the main roster is pretty much what he did with them in NXT. And what he did in NXT with Carrion Cross was push him to the moon way too fast without having any idea what his character was cohesively. So I think he's probably going to do that here too. And I don't think that's good A for cross because it's going to make him it's gonna, not going to work out for him well and B for the rest of the roster. So that's
2: just Yeah. I um was kind of like laughing at. I was like I don't think all the people that said Adam Cole wishes he was back there is, are watching Karrion cross close enough cuz he would just be getting fed to carry cross right now. Like right. I don't think so. Uh, but we move along to Adam Pierce and Ronda Rousey as Ronda Rousey gets reinstated and forces Adam Pierce to read a letter. Adam Pierce was great in this segment. He was. <laughs> Ronda Rousey... Look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that she has been, like, lighting up the mic at any point in her career, but this is some terrible writing. And no human being sounds the way that she does. Like, nobody talks like this. It's not even just the delivery of how she's speaking. It's the things that are being written for her to say are not how human beings speak. But essentially, uh, you have Adam Pierce reading a letter that says, well, Ronda Rousey was out of line. She didn't really do anything illegal, which is interesting because she was arrested three times, Alex. (laughs) Uh, Including, I think, vandalism of a cop car at one point and all of that, so... Um, but she's reinstated. The thing that I'm excited about is whether Shayna wins or loses this weekend. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to get Rousey and Shayna, and I'm excited as hell for that. I've been pushing for it for months. I'm also excited that there's multiple title matches that I'm not sure of the outcome. I think Drew and Roman could go either way. I think Liv and Shayna could go either way. Um, That's really refreshing and not something we've had on WWE TV in a long time. But Pierce, I thought, was fantastic in this. I was like, let this guy off the hook more, man. He just came out and was talking about what a thankless job this is, and um, Mm -hmm. that Ronda has been unprofessional and calls her a bitch because it Mm -hmm. is a promo in WWE after all. Um, what did you think of this segment, and what do you think it's trying to accomplish?
3: That's my big question.
2: That's mine too.
3: That's my question, and 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 the answers that I have for it are are concerning because I think Ronda's the heel. Ronda has to be a heel. She yeah. sucks as a babyface. She's she sucks as a babyface. She's got to be a heel. I love the idea of Shayna like being a murderer, but we still root for Shayna over Rhonda because Rhonda's awful. You know what I mean? I like, and I, because I feel like if Shayna comes out with the belt, we're probably going to get Shayna versus, versus Rhonda. And, um, R- Rhonda can say like, I didn't do anything on un- like a criminal. You broke a dude's arm. Who's not a, he's not a competitor. He's a fucking security guard. That's assault, like, brother. That's assault. <laughs> that's assault. That, that, that is criminal. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. They have laws against that kind of shit, including the one that you broke. So, yes, you, you, you did do something criminal, Um, the, regardless of what the letter says. But, like, forcing Adam to read it. And then Adam Pierce turned babyface for me in this segment because he lists all these things. And all these things are objectively true. He does have to do it two shows a week, every week, two weeks a year. I have to keep everybody in line. It's completely thankless. Nobody ever says thanks, Adam. How's it going, that's Adam? How's your I kids? Loved Adam
2: loves about that.
3: Like I love it all. That felt the very problem is, true. is, that they think by him doing that, he's turning heel. Because if he wasn't turning heel, he wouldn't have said everybody else, "Shut up! I'm talking." Because that's the that's the one thing that heels do is they they mm. say shit to the crowd. I'm so, wondering bait, if this so Ronda a- Ronda gets a huge cheer by by attacking. Adam Pierce. Yeah. Uh, and so Ronda then is baby face. So we're getting baby face Ronda versus heel Shayna. That's awful. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Do you don't think do that,
2: that. Sonia Deville might be a pit stop on the way here?
3: I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been nice not having Ronda around as much. That's what I'll say to me. Like, it's just been nice not having her around as much. And now that she's here all the time, I don't know.
2: I just, like, I like her between this this presentation of her. It's just not worked. Yeah. It has not worked. But we move along um, to Hit road defeating the Maximum Male Models. And Los Lotharios is there for some reason. Cutting to the finish here, the Corner Avalanche from top dollar and uh he tags mansoor in um and we get a heavy hitter that follows after that and that's pretty much it we go home on the heavy hitter here Mm -hmm. um this match was good i think it's good that we got maximum male models in the ring i'm Guessing those Lotharios are maximum male model material after all. In well, not according way. to Max.
3: According to Maxine, I mean, so we have yeah. some some drama there about who gets to be in. Is Maxine in charge or is Max in charge? Oh, good. Maximum male models. Um, uh, you know, drama in, internal drama. Um, I I thought I think this is fine. Hey, hey, thank God we actually got a got a match out of them. Like it 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 it, it seems. I I still don't know exactly how their fashion models who also wrestle um i mean tyler breeze was a thing where like he was a fashion model who had gotten bored of it and decided he was going to be a fighter now that makes sense i get that that's like a street fighter 2 character like i I get that (laughs) but but i don't know these guys are active fashion models who also like pick fights with people by spray painting on their on their um on their uh on their on their buses um and uh I it's good that Hick for Hit row got the victory. Um, and there's a, a beatdown segment, and then Street Profits come out to make the save. And so we're getting an eight-man tag probably next uh, next week on SmackDown. Damn. But Street Profits remain a raw act, and they're not doing the draft anytime soon, they say, maybe not until after Mania. So we're just they're just like even under Vince, even under Triple H, there's still no no brand split. So, you know, it's whatever.
2: My guess is when he stepped into that role, he had some smoothing out to do between the networks. Because we're seeing a ton of crossover. And then on top of that, we're also seeing, like, just more activity around the title. And I would imagine USA was like, hey, we love the U.S. title and all. But (laughs) it would be nice to have the Grand Kahuna on TV every once in a while. Roy Costin chiming in saying... Maximum male model. Uh touching tips to tag <laughs> sorry, it took me a second to read that. Chef's kiss. Uh my thing with this was like we just went from them like spray painting their truck in them it was like hit row usurped their segment with a rap song and so they responded by spray painting their truck or their bus. Sorry, their truck. Their bus. Right. And then we had a match. Like there was no <laughs> There was no, like, um, fluidity, but I'm glad no. that, like, we ripped off the Band-Aid a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats as we're coming down the back end of SmackDown here. With Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Corbin in what was a short but a fun match. Um I think this was fine. I'm just a little bit confused about where this is going, but... Shinsuke looks a little rejuvenated overall, which I'm very happy to see. Uh Um, And Corbin, despite all the silliness, I've said this a few weeks in a row now, like his ring IQ has definitely come along a lot. Like he's using his size and physicality in much more logical ways than I think he did in the kind of first half of his career. What did you think of this match? I
3: mean, it's fine. Uh the Corbin being like, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an open challenge, prove I still I I'm not a pushover or something, and then he immediately gets me loses to, to Shinsuke, and then as he's walking away, dejected, a a giant limousine with 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 bull horns on the front of it, not bullhorns like
0: horns, bullhorn,
3: but like bull's horns on the front of it. <laughs> so it's obviously JBL and JBL says, What are you doing? Get in! Hooray, JBL's back! Yay! We're supposed to say "Yay, JBL's back!" The Hall of Famer, and he's gonna like teach. Listen, uh, J- JBL, uh, not my favorite person, is the is is the very most considerate way I can say it. Um, but you can't you can't say he wasn't um he didn't know what he was doing as a guy vaguely the same size as Corbin
1: so Mm -hmm. Corbin
3: learning from a guy like that makes a lot of sense he's also like he was also like the JBL character uh was also a guy who was rich or whatever so like if they're trying to make Corbin into like the 2022 version of what JBL was 15 years ago or whatever. All right. I mean, okay, we'll, we'll see where this goes, but.
2: Yeah, I don't feel like I was missing JBL in his absence. I'll no. put it that way, but. I'd,
3: I'd much rather see him show up for a little story than have him on commentary every week because that was the drizzling shit
2: it was not great i liked his interviewing a little bit more but him a commentary was the worst but you know what's not the worst pete dunn well still technically being butch but he's technically got, butch. he got ring gear he doesn't look he's like he got a, ring gear Get newsy anymore which made me so happy his hair just like flowing i was so excited against Ludwig Kaiser in which I thought was one of the strongest match of the nights on either program. Absolutely, absolutely loved so much about so this. Cutting to the end, Kaiser tries his leg DDT, but uh, he attacks the fingers to break up the grip and then hits the bitter end to win. I wrote Kaiser in both spots instead of broke, but I wrote that Kaiser tried to break up his own pin. So sorry for the confusion in my notes there, but what a fantastic pro wrestling match. This felt like black and gold NXT. I'm not going to lie. And I loved every second of it. This was so much fun. Commentary also noting the changes in Butch, which I think is a really good sign. Like, I think we're on our way back to Pete Dunne and we'll probably get, because Butch to Pete Dunne is such a big jump. It's not like giving Matt Riddle a first name back. Like, I think there's probably going to have to be some creative justification for, like, I lost who I was with these guys, and now I'm back to who I was, whatever. There'll be some promo explaining it away, because that's just such a big leap to to jump back to, but you know what? Call him whatever. Don't call him Butch, but call him whatever you want if you're going to give him opportunities to wrestle guys like Ludwig Kaiser on my television in a ring gear looking like a serious threat. Looks like a million bucks to what a blast of a match. This might have been my match of the night on, on either program. I really, really enjoyed this. What That's did good.
1: you think?
3: So, so good. Um, I, I He came out, and I was instantly like that lost boy in Hook. Oh, there you are, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, Peter Dunn, man. He's back. He's he's my boy, Pete. He's back, and I'm, I'm so happy to see him. Um, I, I thought he was gone forever. Um, but it turns out all you gotta do is take him out of the suspenders, let his hair down, and that's Pete Dunn.
2: My um, god, and he I looked great. I,
3: I loved it, man. Um, and this is this is great because Marcel Bartel, uh, even with the stupid name, is is also such a great, great professional wrestler and worker.
2: He really yeah. is. Um,
3: and so you got Pete Dunn versus Marcel Bartel. Which, which is, which is, uh, which is a a semi-main event on any episode of NXT. I'll tell you that. Um, that's some really good stuff right there, and I I, I thought the match was excellent. Um, now, I have to be be very cautious when I say this. Seemed like the crowd was really into Pete Dunne getting the victory, but. I have to be cautious when I say that because it also seemed like there was a lot of piped in crowd noise over the entire episode. And if I say they were piping in crowd noise for carrying cross, which it sounded like they were, I can't say for certain that they weren't piping in crowd noise for Pete Dunn as well. So uh, without that, I'll just say that, that it's, it's very heartening to see him pick up a victory as his old self. Um, I don't know. They they don't I don't want to do like people's actual names. I mean, even with Triple H there, they like people to be their own thing so they can yeah. trade. Legal, legal
2: cleric legal clarity. Butch
3: Gunn sounds terrible. Yeah. Pete Butch sounds worse. <laughs> There's gotta be a thing where we can figure out a way to get rid of the Butch uh and, and do something that makes that makes sense, but
2: I agree. And I think what's fun is if the escalation is we get Pete Dunne and Guther, we know what they're capable of. We've seen it to the tune of right. just a phenomenal rivalry. So, you want to bring that back? I will be delighted to watch it. So, this was a ton of fun coming down good, the stretch. This, home this is
3: a good note. Um, that this, the yes. a regular SmackDown crowd has never seen Pete Dunne like do that, like the obvious thing to the crowd, and then like. An actual SmackDown crowd goes like, oh, oh, did he break his finger? Like, like they don't actually know what that is because they never see that kind of stuff on a regular SmackDown. So I like, I like that a lot.
2: Corbin 101 chiming in with the super chat saying, Would love if WWE tried to sign Alexander Wolf and have Ludwig and Wolf as a tag team would boost the tag division. I I I would love that too, but also just, you know. Call up Claudia, uh, Giovanni Vinci. Sorry, Claudio. Yeah. Giovanni Vinci. Just come up, just reunite Imperium, which should have never been broken up. Um, like I,
3: I, 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 more so now, more more so now. Like the, the idea of um, uh, like you, there's just some some amazing stuff you could do with with um, with 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 people on the on the main roster that you know, like like that was. Something we've been we've, we've been seeing now is that appears that Solo Sokoa is due for a, a, an immediate yes. call up and probably I mean it'd be stupid to do anything other than pair him with the bloodline. If Roman wants to go and film a movie for several months regardless of whether or not he has the titles um having bringing up Solo and teaming him with his brothers to um to basically be the new young bloodline to, like, hold down the fort while Roman is gone is a fantastic idea to keep everything. Also, we, we talked about this. Like, nobody's allowed to face me until you can beat this guy. And that guy doesn't lose. That's a fantastic thing to do. But you can also do an amazing uh, um, six-man feud with Solo and his and the Usos versus Legado del Fantasma. Like, just book uh, the hell out of that. Yeah. For, like, two and a half months, I'll watch all of it. There's some great stuff. And if you would not screwed the pooch and had brought up Fabian Eichner with his stable mates, like a, like a three-way feud between the legato and the, the young, the young bloodline and Imperium. Like you tell me that that can't be like the best God. thing in wrestling. That's six, it months. Can be. That's so,
2: six just, months right there. Yeah. yeah. And I see like, I understand the idea that, uh, Fabian Eichner, Giovanni Vinci could be a phenomenal singles guy. It doesn't mean you can't be when you're also part of a stable. I think the New Day were a really, really good blueprint for the fact that you can be single yeah. successful in all of that. But MC Scammer saying, <laughs> Alex, please give us one more taste of your daddy magic. I want to get a taste
3: of those titles. <laughs> you got to make sure you stay over there because I'm here and I'm I'm watching you. I'm watching you. I'm going to get a taste. You want a taste? I'm going to get a taste.
2: The best in sports entertainment. Uh, Aziza chatting in via Chat saying, with Ronda, they are basically copying Becky's storyline up to Mania. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how much mirroring there is, and I wonder how much that might play into their eventual reigniting of their feud. Because everything Ronda's doing, Becky did better. Could be a very, very, very fun story, but we find out that Tyson Fury is going to be on ringside for the Clash show, which should be fun. Um, good well, for him. Crossover, well, whatever. They've been
3: talking about how they want to do a Drew McIntyre versus Tyson Fury match.
1: And
3: oh, I, I didn't actually know that. So. Oh, yeah. Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre have been talking about that they want to do one. And I swear to God, if they have Tyson Fury cost Drew McIntyre that match, I swear to God, if they do that, just so they can do Drew versus Tyson at Sands of Time, I'll be so mad.
2: I will be too, especially with the video package that they put out, because I just think that there's so many other ways you can get to Tyson Fury versus Drew. Like You really don't. don't need to go there, but he will be there. Luis also... Uh, on the super chat document agreeing with you to not get him involved in the main event, but
3: there's no reason that they have they have him announced he's gonna be there unless they're doing it. That's the gross.
2: I mean, there could be a post-match stare down, right?
3: <laughs> Imagine Drew defends the titles versus Tyson Fury at, at the at the Saudi show. Ugh. Ah! what a waste of everybody's time hard uh.
2: so we move along to the greatest pro wrestler of all time Sami Zayn and the usos who are fine <laughs> usos are phenomenal that's a joke yes yeah. um i just sami zayn dancing sami zayn doing the one like he's just the freaking best but they're coming down to the ring and they're going to go to the ring before Roman Reigns so that the spotlight can be cast upon him, as was Jimmy Uso's idea earlier, to, to squelch the tensions that were rising between Jay and Sammy. And we see Roman Reigns get out of the car, and we see Drew Claymore, the ever-living crap, out of him. And I really, really liked this. Uh, we see so many of these segments where someone's celebrating in the ring and then they get interrupted or there's like a backstage bait down by a car, but it's not enough to actually put someone out. Or whatever. Drew Claymore the hell out of him. He came down to beat the hell out of the rest of the bloodline. He was wearing black jeans and a black tank top and have a sword with him. He just came to beat the ever living crap out of everyone. Up until this point, I was thinking Drew might dethrone Roman. But then seeing him stand tall, I was like, nah, (laughs) that's not the way they're going to go. However, it's not like it was a match. It was just a beatdown. And he is the face. So maybe they wanted to give that moment to him there. Um, So I'm not totally lost on the idea. I like having Seeds of Doubt. Like, it's been a really long time since we've had that. So I will take that. Um, yep. I, I thought this was a really, in the same way I was saying AEW has been excelling save Jericho and Danielson at the end of rampage, but like some of their brawls have felt so much more real Hobbs and yeah. Starks punk and mocks. This segment felt a lot more authentic than a lot of the in-ring celebration crap that we normally get. I really, really liked ending on this. I thought it was a fun way to go home. What did you think?
3: Um, well, I, Normally, I would agree with you. I think that there's there's something about um, him, like blindsiding Roman to take him out with one claymore, kicking him into the into the side of the limo to knock him out, and then murdering everybody else. But like allows him to like have gotten one over on everybody that Roman runs with. Um, uh, as uh, like Roman, he kind of had to sneak attack Roman to get the better of him. So maybe that's not him standing as tall. Because they like to like, draw distinctions there. I will say this. The only reason that I think they might have Roman retain is because they made a bad choice. I mean, the, the, the correct choice is to have Drew win.
2: Drew win. Yeah. Uh,
3: be, because the correct choice is to put over this guy in the main event of the first show in the British Isles. In 30 years, a guy from Scotland who's beloved in, in, in the UK. You do it um because, because he deserves it, because he didn't get that moment in front of any fans. He got it in front of he when he beat Brock Lesnar to become title, he got it in front of nobody, he didn't even do that shit in the Thunderdome. He did it in front of nobody. So and his whole reign almost was was in front of no yeah. fans. He is, I feel. This company, because he has done a lot to like carry this stuff while Roman is away, while Brock is away, he's, when he's around, he's the top dude. He is owed to that moment. The people who are coming from Scotland to Cardiff, people who are coming from all over the UK to watch him are owed that moment to be able to cheer and have an amazing catharsis with Drew McIntyre. That is a, that is the right thing. Also, they're putting out these amazing video Incredible. packages that make him both sympathetic and pump you up as a fan. Like, "F, it. I'm all in. I this guy this is the right choice is to make this guy the champion on this day. No other day. I wouldn't say you would, you would do it in any other place, but here you decided to give Drew the shot at the title here in the UK, you have to do it. And if you don't do it, As, like, a little bit of an intentional F you to the fans, like, oh, we're building heat. That's not the way you run a company. Like, you, that's just not a way to do it. You know, like, Roman's been it for two years. He got, he's got his two years. That's longer than almost anybody ever. But that's a long enough time. He made it to that milestone. Then you can take it off of him. Now, I think that if they do that, that Drew won't hold it for very long because they're going to push Kerry and Cross to the moon and have Kerry and Cross taken off of him. But if you if you take if you don't have Drew beat Roman, and Roman keeps it, then what is being promised to us is a Carry and Cross feud with Roman Reigns. And let me tell you something: in Triple H's WWE, Kerry and Cross ain't losing that match, and that would be a huge error because that would look like you're putting. Your personal Roman Reigns, Triple H, over Vince's guy that we all hated was overpushed. And that's a bad, bad error in judgment. So I think the only right thing to do is to have Drew win on on Saturday, tomorrow. But, dude, does that that mean I think they won't make the wrong choice? No. Actually, I probably put it at like 60-40, they make the wrong choice. But 40% is a lot. It's a yeah. big percentage to be playing it right now.
2: I'm kind of split on it because this is where it gets tricky. Wrestling fundamentals to me say Drew doesn't need the rub of somebody dropping it after two years. Carry Across would be the type of guy that Roman should drop to, but I don't think he's the guy that Roman should drop to, but that would establish him immediately as a threat. If it's not carrying cross, it's probably Cody who needs it less than Drew needs it. So, (laughs) but I, I also think it, it's extremely calculated that carrying cross has been going after Drew and Roman. I think you, like you said, Drew has the moment cross probably has the reign, and we'll see how it goes in until rumble. Um, which I, you know, what if Carrying Cross is gonna have the title, doing it through the most meaningless season in wrestling is fine. <laughs> like we'll see what happens when Cody is healthy or whatever, right? Oh yeah, um, I mean, if Carrying
3: Cross has the has the has the title through football season, you know, yeah. whatever. I, I I honestly feel like they, I would be, like somebody pointed this out. What if they do a thing where Drew wins? And he only exits with one of the belts or something.
2: Yeah, Sean said that, I think.
3: And and we get a thing that Paul Heyman made sure that the contract was for the WWE title, not the Universal title. And you should have read the prime print, Drew. There's no way I would have allowed the Tribal Chief to wrestle a match where he has jet lag. All the way over there, I would never have allowed him to wrestle a match for both belts. You need to read the fine print. Fine print. I mean, honestly, like, would I could I see them doing that? I could absolutely see them doing it. But the belts being completely unified is, is always a terrible choice, and now it's even worse because it feels like, well, when do you disunify them? What's the point where you break them apart? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I get that. It's interesting. I, I at least like that I have I'm not certain. It's been a really, really long time. Really long time since that was the case, so so that ends SmackDown and Ergo ends our review on what should be a really fun weekend of wrestling, man. I'm looking so forward to Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes and Sheamus and Gunther and Mm -hmm. so many things that all out like I think it's gonna be a really fun and healthy weekend for wrestling. We ask that you join Alex and I on Fightful Select for some of those paywall pay-per-view post shows. Uh, That'll be a ton of fun. We've got a busy weekend ahead of us. We'll also be on the main channels doing your NXT Worlds Collide post show, which I think is actually gonna be a pretty strong card. I feel like that should be a blast. Um, and we ask you to subscribe to Full Select for the scoops and leave a thumbs up on this video on your way out. Alex, where can the good people find you?
3: Well, are, are we are we doing are we doing the rest of these things or not?
2: Oh my goodness, silly me! Because it's Friday, I assumed we had a normal review.
3: No, apparently of not. Of course
2: not. You guys have sent in your jukebox. As Robert T Felice has sent in Samoa Joe wins the casino match and. In- Faces Punk and Queens. That's actually Samoa Joe as my Joker pick and yeah. my pick to to win it. And I think if you're not doing Eddie in Punk and Punk Queens, you do Samoa Joe and Punk and Queens. Yeah. I think I think Samoa that,
3: Joe like playing off their ROH history. It's a no brainer.
2: Oh, uh, a blast! But all right, so that's the normal part of the review for those of you who love normal parts of reviews. But right now we go into our jukebox, our wheel of impressions that you guys have sent in. You're so much fun in the ways that you support mm-hmm. us. Um, you know, what, Alex, are you? You're in the super chat, documentary, I'm. Right? I'm
3: in here. I know what I'm doing. I'm. Uh, I'm just
2: gonna I, I, let you drive this home, buddy.
3: Everybody now likes my daddy magic. Yeah. So, uh, yep. uh, there's, uh, there's, there's three here that I no have to impression. do with daddy magic. <laughs> uh, Olivia Rodrigo singing the, the "Driver's License" um, is apparently what I have to do. <laughs> uh was requested by a shock. Uh, um there we go, here we go. <clears throat> I got my driver's license last week, just like we always talked about. Cause you were always so excited for me to finally drive to your house. But today I drove through the suburbs crying, cause you weren't around. And you probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. She's so much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. Yeah, today I drove to the suburbs because how could I ever love someone else? And I know we were perfect, but I never felt this way for no one. I can't imagine how you could be oh so, oh so okay now that I'm gone. Guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me because you said forever. Now I drive alone past your street and I'm here to get a taste.
2: A taste of what?
3: Uh, uh, I don't know. The what, titles. What? Oh, right. Taste the titles, sure. I don't know what this is. Uh, <laughs> I, I've never done I've never I've never done a daddy magic impression in my life. Uh so here we go. Um this is uh uh Orion Ben wants uh Daddy Magic doing liar by Henry Rollins. You think you're gonna live your life alone in darkness and seclusion? Yeah, I know you've been out there tried to mix with those animals. It just left you full of humiliated confusion. So you stagger back home and wait for nothing. But the solitary refinement of your room spits you back out in the street. And now you're desperate. I need a human contact. And then you meet me and your whole world changes because everything I say is everything you've ever wanted to hear. So you drop all your defenses and you drop all your fears and you trust me completely. I'm perfect in every way and I'm gonna get a taste
2: of The titles. You like this one?
3: I don't actually. It's really. really? Weird, I don't. I, I. honestly don't know if I'm doing it right. Because I don't. I haven't. I haven't perfected it.
2: You'll. Ha- you'll hone it. You'll find it.
3: Ricardo the Wizard wants me to do. To do. Don't go breaking my heart as Daddy Magic. This is. The don't go breaking my heart is like a thing everyone wants me to do.
2: <laughs> it's coming from Mason Pottery <laughs> tremendously. It's true.
3: Oh, man. Don't go breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. Oh, honey, if I get restless, maybe you're not that kind. Don't go breaking my heart. You take a weight off of me. Oh, honey, when you knock on my door, I gave you my key. Nobody knows it. When I was down, I was your clown. Oh, nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. Right from the start. I gave you my heart. I gave you my heart. So don't go breaking my heart. I won't go breaking your heart. Don't go breaking my heart. I'm going to give you a taste. Of the titles,
2: <laughs> your face.
3: Um, uh, NCB says, I want to hear Regal singing Love Machine by the Miracles. I know who his love, love machine is.
2: <laughs>
3: Daddy Magic sounds like Walter on three times speed, perhaps. <clears throat> I'm just a love machine, man in the mask, and I won't, I won't work for nobody but you, Yeah, Yabe, I'm just a love machine, a hugging, kissing fiend, I think it's high time you knew, whatever I think of you, my mind blows a fuse, man in the mask, when I look in your eyes, my meter starts to rise and I become confused, my voltage regulator cools when I'm sitting next to you. Scrummy, 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 ooh, ooh, ooh. Electricity starts to flow, and my indicator starts to glow, ooh. I'm just a love machine, and I won't work but for nobody but you. Ooh, 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 yeah. I'm just a love machine, yeah, baby. A hugging, kissing fiend, man in the mask.
0: <laughs> War games. War
2: games.
3: All right, finally. Um uh, a, a blind dragon paladin says, Love you both. I want to request Love a song. You. I want Linda to sing John Cena's theme. Your time is up. My time is now. Now you can't see me. My time is now. It's the franchise, boy. I'm shining now. You can't see me. My time is now. In case you forgot, I fell off. I'm still hot. Knock your shell off. My money stacked fat. Plus, I can't turn the swell off. My, would you, would, you ever have that when you get all swollen up and you got to put a pack of ice on it, oh, take the swelling down? The you got to take worst. the swell off. Oh. I, hate, I hate when you can't take the swell off. Uh, the, the franchise doing big business. I live this. It's automatic. I win this. So you hear these horns. You're finished. A soldier and I stay under your fighting. Plus, I'm storming on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning. Ain't no way you're breaking me, kid. I'm harder than nails. Plus, I keep it on lock like I'm part of the jail. Zoot 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 zoot. You can't see me. My time is now.
2: Can we get a, a window do?
3: Waa doo
2: <laughs> my life is now complete the very vaudeville uh do do do, do. makes my life makes my night
3: if you like that uh, uh, please uh,
2: join please. us on Tuesdays join us on five selection
3: join, join us tomorrow for the for the Clashel, uh reaction if Absolutely. they do the wrong thing, if they do the ultimate version of the wrong thing, which is let's make sure Drew McIntyre doesn't win the title in front of all of his home country fans, so that we can get to a Tyson Fury match in front of the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, if that is their big idea, you're gonna get a sour grapes like you've never seen, buddy. My goodness.
2: Are they? I don't know what their schedule is. Are they running Raw and SmackDown in the UK as well? I'm assuming.
3: No, no, Raw's Raw's in Kansas City.
2: Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yep. That's a lot. Okay. I was going to say maybe they sent him over here and then Monday there'd be like a standoff with Drew. I am nervous, but I am excited for a weekend full of fun wrestling. Sorry that I almost left the jukebox off of this broadcast. I mean, How dare I? I
1: don't How know. How
2: dare I? I think it was just discombobulated that we got to mm-hmm. do so much, so many fun things on Friday nights. But mm-hmm. Alex, it's true. other than on Fightful Select all weekend with me, other than on the main channel doing the World's Collide mm-hmm. post-show,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where can the good people find you?
3: Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. You can find me on YouTube uh, at uh, youtube.com. Alex sour Graps. is the you have to do the like the slash C slash and then Alex sour Graps. I have my own YouTube stuff over there where I uh stream uh live reactions to the third hour of raw to the main event of dynamite and rampage every week uh and then I also do I'm starting to do gaming over there uh did a lot of fun streams uh past uh weeks or so and starting on tomorrow after our clash will review I'm going to start a, a series uh, where I'm going to be streaming playing uh, The Last of Us Remaster that just came out, which I've never played that game. And so I'm going into it entirely blind. Uh, and so uh, if, uh, people are going to be able to see me uh, get very scared because you have to, like, creep around basements where there's, like, monsters. and And then it's also really sad, apparently, so you're going to get to see me cry. Won't that be fun? Come and hang out.
2: It's a hell of a sales pitch, but you know, if you stick around after that, the review, it'll be the last of us that are joining you. There you go. Yep.
3: Yeah, it's
0: true. So,
2: why the pay me the big bucks here at FIFO. Guys, thank you so much. Have a wonderful and safe wrestling filled weekend. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Have a good one.
1: Say goodbye.